Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage, and I am here with my co-host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. So we are back today with episode two of season two, where we will be talking about some pretty big things, um, one being Nikki Tutorials. I'm sure everybody by now has already heard that story. And we're also going to be talking about somebody who I don't even feel like she deserves her name to be mentioned, but we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yeah, we're just, just some shade right now. But yeah, yeah. fuck this bitch. Uh, she's been going pretty viral again. Every time I see her name pop up, I just get more and more frustrated. But yeah, we'll we'll get there. Um, and I'm just, I just, yeah, we're not that excited to talk about it. But it, I think it'll be an interesting conversation to definitely have and to, you know, kind of bring her up a little bit. But yeah. before we get into all of this, I do before we, you know, jump into all the conversations. I want to give a big thank you to our Patreon supporters. So thank you to Allie Allie. Thank you to Ellie Rain. Thank you to Ellie Kim, Evelyn Fan, and Kylie. Thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon. It really means the world to us. And if you guys want to be a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash girlish podcast. You can support us there. We do um, these shout outs on our, our episodes and we also do like after show episodes. So, you know, we kind of give like a little snippet of like maybe six or like to, I think it's like five to 10 minutes typically of like us kind of having a conversation after we end the show. So it's what you guys miss out whenever we like say bye and it's pretty cool. I really enjoy that we do that. And I think a lot of people have been giving us pretty good feedback on it. Yeah. Basically, like, I would say 20 minutes before we actually start recording and then 20 minutes after we stop recording, we just keep talking. And a lot of the times, they're kind of funny conversations, I feel like, and people seem to enjoy them. And it's just a nice, like, behind-the-scenes thing that you can gain access to if you want to be a Patreon. For, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I guess we can kind of jump into this, just kind of give you guys some updates on our live. Um, I think, well, first I want to say like a big thank you to everyone who's still like listening and supporting the show. I know we were gone for a little bit, but like we got like the, probably the best viewership that we've had since like, I don't know, it just was really crazy to see like people really missed the oh show. Goodness. Yeah. And people really wanted to like, I don't know, they just really missed just us, you know, uh, just talking and having like this conversation. It was really cool to kind of to see how many people are still listening. And uh, it just feels like our audience is still growing, even when we weren't even around or promoting it necessarily that much. So thank you guys. Yeah, to be honest, I was a little bit worried and nervous, not to like film, but just because we had been gone for so long, I was scared of anybody even really still wanted to hear what we had to say or was interested in the podcast anymore. So that's that's really nice to hear. I'm really happy about that. It's kind of crazy, like the change to that happened where <laughs> we would, we haven't really posted, you and I, we really haven't posted a YouTube video in quite some time now. And a lot of DMs were like, you know, when are you posting again? When are you posting again? And I felt like everyone was getting really upset about that. And we started this podcast and everyone was like, um, we don't like the podcast. We want you guys to keep posting like on YouTube. <laughs> and then finally, I think people started to really enjoy the show. We got like a good audience on it. And then we were gone for a few months. Everyone's like, where's the podcast? And it's just crazy. Like, the ch I mean, obviously, I still get like messages saying like post on YouTube. But for the most part, like, I, I think a lot of people really miss the show. And it's really, really cool to kind of see like that support and like people wanting to kind of you know, keep, you know, this conversation going, keep listening to our conversations. So that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you to everybody. And we are back. This isn't just like, oh, we're back again. And then we're going to disappear in two weeks. We are back. Like I, we mentioned last week, we're both in a good spot to where we can continue to do this. So you don't have to worry about us randomly disappearing again. Hopefully that does not happen. I don't think it's going to, but yeah, I think we set a good day where we're both free that we both can sit down because we kind of we both kind of tech, like work nine to five. I mean, me yeah. a little bit less because um, I'm I'm doing a lot of school now. But essentially, my hours are pretty much nine to five too. So I'm not, we have the we both have the weekend where we can just kind of like um, do this record, and it's like been really really fun. So I'm happy that we actually have this. But yeah. um, with everything, with like all this, um, has there been anything like new? within your past week that's been going on? Anything you want to talk about 
Um, actually, so last week, right after we fin- finished recording the first episode of the season, I got my eyebrows microbladed. So oh, yeah. That was fun. Like, I would say, like, I have a lot to talk about. I could probably talk about it for like an hour, but I don't want to bore everybody with tales of my microblading session. Right now, I feel like they're starting to heal. I was like super self-conscious for like the first week because they were literally dark black caterpillars on my eyebrows. And you know how like in middle school or like that point in your school career where girls just start wearing makeup and they don't really know what they're doing. So they look hideous and ridiculous. That's what my eyebrows looked like. So like walking into the office on Monday, I was like, make sure I cover my face as much as I can with my hair. I'm going to put my hand in front of my face and act like I'm like scratching my forehead or something so nobody can see my eyebrows. And I was basically looking down all day because I was scared. But nobody said anything. I feel like they noticed, but they were just too nice to admit that my eyebrows looked psychotic. I think if anything, people's probably impression is like, oh, like she like drew on her eyebrows today. So like when you sent me a picture, they weren't, they were dark, but like um, it wasn't anything like abnormal. You know, it wasn't like, actual caterpillars on your face so yeah. I think I think it was I think it was pretty just like it just looked like you had you know done your eyebrows or overdone your eyebrows a little bit that day so I, I think it's okay but they do look really good it makes I'm me sorry. like I was looking at my eyebrows like recently and I was like oh my god they're so thin even though they're really not but I'm like maybe I should do mine you should bitch do a microblading I'll go with you but how was like did it hurt how was that experience like okay, was it painful basically so First, they numb you. So they numb you. Like the first, I would say, half hour, I literally could not feel anything. Um, If you don't know like the process, they basically taste like the scalpel and scrape over your eyebrows. And then they fill the wounds with like ink and pigment. And then that pigment is what stays behind when it heals. So like she's scraping my eyebrows with the scalpel. I don't feel anything. I can hear like the most unsettling part is that you can hear the scalpel like scraping against your skin and like ripping your skin open, but you can't feel anything. It's really weird. But like after an hour of her like scraping and then wiping it down with a paper towel and then doing it again and then doing the same thing, the numbing cream starts to wear off. And then like the last, I would say 15 minutes, I was like dying because it was really painful because I could feel every single scrape that she was doing. But luckily it didn't kick in until like the very end, but it was really painful. So there's that. I guess you have to have kind of a high pain tolerance once your numbing cream wears off in order to survive. Ouch. Like, oh my, is it like a tattoo, like a tattoo gun? Like how I've always heard that it's like tattooing. It's like, it's just, it's like a scalpel. So she's like, she'll scrape the skin and then what she'll do is she'll cover the entire wound with pigment and let it sit for a while and then she'll wipe away the excess so it's like kind of a tattoo but like in a different way it's done differently oh that's interesting i'm trying to think of like she, yeah i'm assuming she probably takes away the top layer so the ink can like sink into yeah. the skin because like for a tattoo like if you get a tattoo gun like it, it digs in like seven i think it's like seven or eight layers is where like the the prime spot to get a tattoo is that's how deep it goes in so she probably scrapes off that layer and puts it in and like lets it soak in and then wipes it off and so oh wow oh that sounds that doesn't sound good it's okay you've just been, you've been glowing up though you got your eyebrows microblading you got ffs i'm on a, a new person Ever since I moved to LA, yeah. Yeah, I got my eyelash changed, extensions, yeah. I got microbladed, I got FFS. Who am I? That was that's really cool. How long was the whole process of getting the microbladed? Um, I think it was like two two and a half hours. Like the first hour, she's basically like shaping you. So she'll take like a bunch of I don't even know how the fuck she does it, but like my eyebrows were all marked up. So like she uses a ruler and like strings to measure like the exact length of my eyebrows and determines like what's even and what's not and like she'll ask you what do you want to change about your eyebrows like are you insecure about your left one or your right one so you kind of get to pick what you want them to look like for the first hour that's insane like i'm i'm literally just asking you questions now because i want it done you need to go yeah i mean it's i'm just nervous because like my eyebrows are pretty like thick i would say like or they they're not thick they like oh yeah they are they they grow back like really fast 
and I like I'm, I feel like I'm constantly like it's every two weeks I'm constantly like like I look at them and they're just like a, they just have all grown back and, and it stresses me out and I have this weird problem where like if I get anxious about like hair in my face I start pulling it out um and I've just always been like that where I like pull out my own hair and so like I just feel like I I, I I'm worried that like if I were to get them microbladed that like they would just be really really bushy and it would stress me out because it's like not real like hair but I don't know I feel like I would get overwhelmed by it but at the same time it's like it also it always looks really good anytime anyone does it so yeah there's like different methods there's like microblading micro shading ombre powder something so like you kind of get to pick what kind of look you want to go for microblading is just the most natural which is why I wanted that because my eyebrows are like not thin I just hated that they were not symmetrical so that's the main reason I wanted to get it yeah like for me I I, the main thing that I think I wanted like to put like to invest my time in in self-care I think are like eyelash extensions because I I feel like anytime I wear mascara like it's it's always so like it feels so empowering and like, but I don't do it enough because I fucking hate taking off mascara because it it'll be on you for like five days, and like even after you've gotten a makeup wipe over and over again, it just like stays on and like it's so frustrating. Or I always cry too, so it always like comes off. Yeah, and it's just uh, your eyes are so pretty. If you had eyelash extensions, they would like be insane. To be honest, like it, it's crazy how much of a difference they make, and you don't really realize it until you like try them. It's actually crazy. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing. I have a friend who went to, who's going to school for like that stuff, and she like knows a bunch of people that she goes to. So I know she's gonna she can hook it up for me. So I'm thinking about it. I'm first trying to get a full time job. Like this past week, I applied. I wrote the best cover letter I've ever wrote in my entire you really life. Did. And like, yeah, I sent it to you because like I updated my resume, which I haven't done forever. I wrote a cover letter because I'm trying to get a job in like video editing. And I feel like I've just done so much for like my company and like they only have me part time and they're like opening up this full time position. And it's like frustrating me because um, they're like they didn't they haven't even talked to me about whether or not like I, I if I wanted to like work at that full-time position they haven't offered it to me and it's like shitty because like I'm also really happy that they like thought of my girlfriend but they like reached out to her and seeing if she'd be interested in that potential potential position and it's like well she could currently work somewhere right now like why wouldn't you reach out to me or ask me it w- it just it made me feel really shitty because I I feel like I've been working so hard for them to notice like that I'm more I'm capable of like like handling a full-time position or I have enough like talent, I guess that I can do like full-time. I've been working really hard learning like all these new softwares and programs, but they're keeping me at part-time. And so I recently just applied to like a full-time position with like video editing. And like, I've just, I've learned so much over the past like three months. I've learned how to like really navigate through Premiere Pro. Like I feel like I'm like really, really good at it. Um, I've been kind of getting better with Adobe After Effects. And also I've been recently learning uh, DaVinci Resolve, which is like a color correcting like software. So I'm like, I'm spending so much time on all these softwares. I'm even like, I know a little bit of Illustrator now because I've made some designs because I, I like doing animations through After Effects. So I had to learn a little bit of Illustrator. So like literally I'm just doing so much, spending so much time learning and I feel like they're not listening to me. And I just really want a full-time job because I just need the money, but... And just I'm annoyed. So I really I just like wrote a cover letter. I was really excited and I like just sent it in. And hopefully I hear back from them because I really just like hyped myself up. I was so proud of it. It was so good. Yeah, when you yeah. when you sent it to me, I was like, okay, if I was hiring, I would literally hire you in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's what Emily said. Cause um, yeah, uh, she was like, you know, like I like this is I know she was telling me that she was like, I, I always hate cover letters because I never really know why they need it. And then she was like, but when I read yours, like I can kind of like now I understand like, oh, they really they want you. This is what a cover letter is supposed to be. You're just supposed to be like five paragraphs of you hyping yourself up. And yeah. so like, and yeah, I like, feel like the chances of somebody else doing a cover letter, especially that good, is like <laughs> super, super tiny. 
So you have that going, you have like a, a head up on everybody else because you have that. So yeah, the thing about like that position too that I applied to is that um, my girlfriend works like in a neighboring building to like where that location is. And she's talked about like the kind of like what they do because she knows a little bit about it. And it's essentially what I do currently, but it's just a full-time position. So hopefully I hear back, maybe um, I'm still, it's all up in the air. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm going to school now. So I'm spending a lot of time, like I have a paper that's due Thursday and I just got my textbook today. So there's been a lot of like fun, stressfulness. I feel like I haven't had a break in a while. That's good. Sometimes it's good to be busy. I feel like <laughs> yeah. when it's really busy, time goes by a lot faster, which is weird. Because I get work, my work days are constantly like the second I get there, I'm working, 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 working until I leave. And I barely even take my breaks. I only take my lunch because it's like legally you have to. But like I just love being busy and I think it's a lot better. It makes time go by faster. And then before you know it, it's a weekend. You get to relax. So I love being busy. No, oh, yeah, I I agree with that too. Even at my work, like I take we're, we're given an hour break, but I always take thirty because I'm like the earlier I get into work, the the faster I take a break, the earlier I get to go home. Exactly. And so, like, yeah, I always like I always like being busy too. It's just, it, yeah, like you said, it makes the day go by so much faster. And then I don't need a whole hour to sit on my ass and just like do nothing. Like I, just I gonna know. Feel like I don't understand time. why people take hour breaks. Like. Just take 30 minutes and then go home earlier. Yeah. I also don't know how people can like go out. Like a lot of people that do have the hour breaks, they go out with a bunch of friends and they'll have like these full on meals like at these restaurants. I'm like, I don't, I get so tired if I have a full <laughs> meal. Like my when, during lunch at my work, I like eat like maybe like something really small. I'll pick up something from like the convenience store and I'll eat that really small thing, which is probably really unhealthy for me. And I definitely have a lot of issues with food, so I shouldn't be doing that. But like I, I'll eat something really small for lunch. And then for dinner is when I'll have like my my meal. And then that's all I really eat, which isn't good. But you know what I mean? Like I feel like during like lunch, I, I like can't stuff my face. Yeah. And so I always I like that. eat something small and I just jump right back into work. Mm-hmm. So Relatable. <laughs> definitely. All right. So with that being said, I think right now is a perfect time to jump into our ads. I forgot to do that last week because I haven't done this in so long. But yeah. (laughs) But yeah, everyone, I hope you guys enjoy this week's ad. All right. So going back into um, the main topic or going into the main topic of today's podcast, I really have been wanting to talk about Nikki tutorials since it, it like happened the day after we filmed our podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, do you guys want, or do you want to explain it? Like uh, everything with her that's been going on? Yeah. So basically I believe it was Monday or Tuesday of earlier this week. Um, she uploaded a video. I, I guess she, I'm not like a big Nikki tutorials fan. Like before we'll, we'll get into that later, but like I didn't watch her videos a lot. Um, but like her video popped up on my feed and I was at lunch at work. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch the video because I'm, I don't have anything else to do. And the video was titled, I'm coming out. And I was like, oh, that's cute. She's going to come out as like bisexual or something. Cause she has a fiance. So I was like, oh, she's, she's bi or something. That's, that's really good for her. So I'm watching the video and she starts off and she's like, I was born in the wrong body. And like the second she said that, I was like, excuse me. I was like, what did you say? And as the video progresses, she ends up coming out as trans. And I was honestly so shook. I was like, I can't work the rest of the day. I need to go home. I feel like this is a national holiday and I need to (laughs) take time off and go relax or something. But I was like super shocked, but also really, really proud of her and really happy for her because being on YouTube, I would possibly go to say that she's maybe the biggest makeup guru on YouTube in terms of popularity. She's done so many brand deals. She's so successful. She has over tens of millions of subscribers and she's just so successful. So the fact that she revealed that she's trans and that she's been on YouTube for 11 years and that she's been basically just progressing through her career, not even, I mean, I'm I'm sure she was thinking about 
her trans identity the entire time. But that wasn't something that wasn't like a focal point of her entire career. And without mentioning it to anybody, she was able to gain all of this, this like huge level of fame and success and people love her and adore her for it. So I was just really happy for her. Uh, Something I kind of wanted to talk about in the video too was that it was revealed that she was essentially being blackmailed and that's why she was led to make the video. And like she had mentioned that she had been wanting to come out for a while, but somebody had found out that she was trans and was threatening to blackmail her. So instead of waiting for them, she just did it herself, which I think is so badass. But I also think it's sad at the same time that she was put in that position. But I have honestly nothing but respect for her. And I think that she's honestly an icon and a really big inspiration. And I, I'm just really happy for her. It's really just, it's so admirable to like know that she was able to like um, be successful, you know, do that YouTube hustle for so long and just like not even have to mention it. And like, I know there's like a big debate around that, like whole conversation of like uh, being stealth, quote unquote stealth and like, like whether that's harmful or helpful to the community and like, we'll get to that. But I, I, I personally think it was just so like fucking amazing just to know that. And it's crazy because like, I recently have been watching her uh, more and more. Like I've always known who she was because I know she's like been one of the top um, like makeup gurus on YouTube. Um, But I've never really like like sat down and watch her until like recently I like sat through like a few videos and then it was crazy because like the next like week she like came out as trans and I was like there's no fucking way like it's just really insane especially because I feel like the makeup industry is like dominated by like male makeup gurus I feel like like Jeffree Star, James Charles, Manny Way, like like a lot of those like um influential like um uh makeup artists that are like men I feel like those are the ones that really are dominating like the YouTube like space and so like the big one has always been a Nikki tutorial she's always been like the like hugest uh YouTube like makeup guru and it's really amazing to know that like um she is also trans and like that's so fucking iconic like I like I was so my girlfriend um she messaged me I was at work and she was like, Nikki Tutorials came out as trans. And I was like, wait, what? Like a trans man? Like she's transitioning? <laughs> like I just, I didn't get it because like it just didn't make sense to me because she's existed on YouTube since she was like, like it's like for 10 years. So I was like, wait, when does she come out? When does she have time to come out? Like, and so like, I just didn't process it until I actually sat down and watched her video. And I was like, oh, this just has been an, like a, pro- a process that's like so ongoing. And it's like really incredible. It's like now that she was able to kind of, you know, be herself um, on YouTube and not have to like be defined by this label. Cause like you kind of, do you see that a lot where people like say come out as something and then for their entire career, that's who they are. That's what they are is that identity. And she just went and like proved that that wasn't the case. Like you can be a multidimensional person and like that's, that exists. People are multi multidimensional people are, have um, intersectionalities and so uh, it's just it's cool it was really really like eye-opening and I was just like so blown away by it kind of gives me a lot of like hope almost where I was just like wow like not every space do I have to like be completely transparent of my transition like it just is unreasonable and it was just really cool to kind of see her like just come out and say that it's it's just empowering so yeah yeah But unfortunately, I feel like with any type of coming out story or any trans person that gets this much publicity, there's always going to be that little tiny subgroup of people that have something negative to say or something to critique or try their hardest to find a problem with something when there is literally no problem. Like all you have to do is be happy for her because she had held this secret in for 11 years of her life and is like a huge, like, can you imagine having that kind of secret and being at the scale of fame that she's at? Like, obviously that was not hard. So like, can we just pause for a second, 
appreciate the fact that she had the strength and the courage to do that without like criticizing her and the circumstances that led to her to coming out or like the intersections of her identity and how those make her more privileged. Like I understand like that's a thing, but it doesn't need to be addressed at this moment. Like it doesn't have anything to do with this current situation. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about too. Cause I, I know we both have screenshots of like some of the things that people have said on Twitter. I've been screenshotting things and sending them to Olivia and being like, we should probably talk about this. Cause it's a lot to unpack because a lot of the people that are criticizing her are trans people. So I think it's important to acknowledge that there's possibly another perspective to what people are seeing in terms of her coming out story. Yeah. And I definitely want to read um, these screenshots. You had sent them to me. I feel like my, my Twitter doesn't, I feel like lately my Twitter is only really political and like there's, I feel like I never get any gossip anymore. Oh, my Twitter is just gossip Twitter. That's what my feed is. I need to follow the people you follow because that's honestly more interesting than me getting mad at like the fucking president for like yeah <laughs> all day. But yeah, so I definitely want to read some of these like uh, tweets and like kind of like go over it because they're, it's just insane. Like people's like thought process or um, what people think, especially people that are part of like the community. And so, um, yeah, we can start with this one. I think this one was pretty interesting where someone said, since the whole Nikki situation, I've seen a lot of sissies commending her for creating a mogul while being stealth. Although it's absolutely disgusting that someone would want to out her, she still reaps the benefit benefits of being a white woman, befriending racist complacency and all. So I want to know your thoughts on that because we we you reached out to me. You asked me like what I thought, and I think we kind of felt very similarly, or very, like our opinions were very like together on this. Yeah. So I I don't even know where to start. So first of all, I want to address like the cis thing, and I I don't understand how this person could have possibly gathered that people that are congratulating her and praising her are happy for her because she had gone stealth for her whole entire YouTube career. Like, I don't understand how that conclusion was came to because from my perspective and from what I've seen, everybody is just saying congratulations that she had the courage to come out. I don't think anybody is like commending her and like only respects her because she was hiding the fact that she was trans for so long. I think that people are genuinely happy for her and want to support her. Like, I I don't think it goes any deeper than that. And I feel like a lot of the times, like, I, I do know that there are a lot of educated, uneducated people out there that are cisgender and make backhanded compliments when they don't actually mean to. But at the same time, I don't think it's fair to just automatically assume that every single cis person that comments on a story about another trans person is like trying to reinforce the fact that you need to be stealth or you need to be pretty or you need to pass in order to be successful. I Like that argument, like I get where it came from, but in this specific circumstance, I just don't understand. And I also don't really understand why like the fact that her race and her privilege and being friends with racists or whatever is like relevant to her coming out story because like I don't know I just feel like she never was given anything I feel like her story was really genuine she started off YouTube super young she's not conventionally what you would see as being a beauty guru she's super tall she's not like the ideal body type that most people would expect from a YouTuber so I feel like she already had her cards stacked against her so I don't think anything was handed her to her specifically because she was white. And the fact that she was trans also just proves that like she did what she had to do regardless of her, any of the identities that she had. And it's kind of annoying that people are bringing that up. Like I get it's important to address like privilege and different identities, but in this instance, I, I don't see it. I also want to point out that um, she... Um, has been working for 10 years, making videos, creating videos, building her brand, building up who she is. 
it's like her skill in makeup is why she's popular. It's why she was able to get to where she's get to. And, you know, there is a conversation of race, I'm sure, to be had somewhere in here. But I don't think the relevancy or like there is any relevancy for this moment where you should be happy that someone came out. You should, you know, so be supportive. And so it is frustrating, like you said, when um, the whole cis comment was brought up. And it's like, no, people are people. There's not some hidden motive to why people are congratulating her for coming out or being praising her for coming out. It's like when I came out before like transitioning on Facebook, I like wrote like this post. I had so many people say they were really happy for me. So many cis people congratulate me. And it's not this hidden meaning. There isn't this like hidden message of like people commending me because I was like, I hid my, you know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't, there's, there's, that doesn't, I don't know. I just feel like people are reading into this so much. And I feel like a lot of people, especially like a part of our own community, a, a lot of times it's like, there always has to be something wrong with someone. There's always has to be something to be mad about with someone. And if you want to talk about her relationships with people, the shitty people that she's friends with, maybe the shitty things she's done in the past. I don't fucking know her life. Like, I don't know the things that she specifically has done that could upset someone. Then that's like a whole nother story. But like right now, she came out as trans and people are supporting her because that decision was an amazing, amazing thing to do, to want to do. And also knowing the fact that she was outed it's just really fucked up to like belittle her experience with everything by like saying all this negative stuff about her. Like yeah, who gives a fuck? Getting blackmailed. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't like, like right now I don't give a fuck that she's successful because she's white. I don't give a fuck be- if she reaped any benefits for being stealth. Like I don't I don't care. What I care about is that she's a trans woman and she's choosing to come out now. And like, that's really amazing. Now, like, you know, I was able to like see something from her story and then take it and feel so moved by it. And like that, that's what means something to me right now. That's some bullshit that I'm mad about. Like, I don't know, because I'm digging so deep into it. Like it just, it makes me so mad because people just want to be mad. And like things can be good sometimes. Like you can appreciate people's um, good sides, even if they have flaws. Like, like I said earlier, people are just so multidimensional. Like, it's just annoying to like know that people are 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 getting mad at her when I think this was such an amazing thing for her to do. Like, she was able to live her life and with no questions asked, and and just be successful because she worked hard. And I don't. I also don't like the implication that trans women can't succeed. Like, only cis women can succeed. Because that's, that has, and I understand like there's a difference with like how much success can be given, especially if you're a person of minority. And, but, you know, trans people can also have careers. Like I don't want to belittle those experiences either. Like um, Nikita Dragon exists. She um, is successful on YouTube. Like their successes can still exist. And with people who are diverse, people who come from different backgrounds. So I don't, I also don't like that kind of claim, but I just, I I just got really mad and like defensive because like, I would be so hurt if someone, a part of my own community went after me. What if I felt like, you know, now is the time that I tell my story. I'd be so hurt if someone came out and like was saying all this shit. Cause it's like, wow, like this took so much out of me to do this. Like I was literally almost outed. Like, I don't know, it would just be really hurtful knowing that I wasn't accepted in my own community. And I think that like just kind of says a lot how like a lot of trans people have find it very difficult to feel like they fit in to a community of anyone because there's always so much divisiveness. There's always so much exclusion of trans people. So I don't know. There's just, yeah, it's a little frustrating when I'm like reading these because I'm like, can people just be happy for once? Can people just be happy for her? How is, is that so hard? I don't yeah. know. And so- Somebody else also tweeted, it's like pushing the narrative that you have to be stealth in order to be successful. If she was out here her entire career, she'd find it even more difficult to get to where she is now. I just don't like when cis people, especially interacting with this tweet. Like, I, so the topic of stealth, I don't really like the narrative that people are pushing that every single trans person in the entire universe has to be 
an advocate and it has to be out and has to broadcast to the entire world that being trans is their identity and that they need to talk about it every single day. And I, I understand that there are people out there who do do that. And there's, there's value to that because it obviously gives awareness and they're educating people and they're doing their job to help the community grow. But at the same time, not every single person in the world, not every single trans person has that same mindset. And I don't think it's fair to expect every single person to live their life that way. And like the fact that she was able to get to this level of fame while being trans, but only having the focus of her career being on the fact that she is a really fucking talented makeup artist. Like that's what made her popular. Like you said, that's what skyrocketed her career. It wasn't that she was trans. It wasn't that she was white. It's that she is an amazing artist and is fucking amazing at makeup. That's why she got so big. And it has nothing to do with any of her identities. Her talent is the reason that she got to where she is. And I feel like that was the message that I wanted to take away from the whole thing. And people are trying to like find little tiny nuances and tiny fragments of the story to twist it and kind of like point the blame on her. Like, oh, so why didn't you come out a long time ago? Why did you feel like you had to keep it a secret? Are you ashamed of being trans? Like, I don't feel like that's fair. That's not fair to say. And I don't think it's fair to assume that everybody has to live their life a certain way as a trans person. Because, I mean, I feel like the beauty community, it's very catty, obviously, and there's always drama. But at the same time, there's a lot of diversity in the beauty community. And there are out trans women and out gay men and lesbian women who have still, regardless, found success in the beauty community because they are good at being makeup artists. There are people of different races and ethnicities and everything income, people from different background stories. There are people out there, even though they have all these intersections, they still find success because they are talented at what they do. And I understand that being trans and being a person of color definitely makes it more difficult. And it definitely puts a greater lens on you and puts more pressure on you. Whereas somebody who is white probably doesn't feel those same pressures. But at the same time, I think it's unfair to say that if she had come out earlier, then she wouldn't be as successful as she was now. Because there are trans women who are successful, who have been out since their, the beginning of their entire career. Like Gigi Gorgeous is like one of the OG YouTube people and she's found great success. She's like a fucking billionaire now. She's been out her entire career. She even started out as a gay man and hadn't even transitioned yet. And same with Nikita Dragon. She's extremely popular. She has her own makeup line. She started her career out as a trans woman, barely transitioned, hadn't gotten any surgeries yet. So I don't think that's necessarily a fair argument to say that, oh, just because you came out now means that if you had come out earlier, then you would not be successful at all. Yeah. And, you know, we did have Corey Ray on the show like a few months ago, or I guess it's been more than a few months now. But we, we, the conversation of self came up and we had the discussion of like her being stealth throughout her life or like throughout when she was in college and like how like that affected her. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I just think, you know, that's like such a good conversation to have. It's very, um, it's interesting hearing everyone's different perspective on it. I personally think that even the term stealth is kind of ridiculous because by saying you're being stealth or like, you're, you know, you're like undercover. It, like it has this implication that like what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing isn't right. Or like you're hiding something from the world. And like, I just, I don't like that idea or that mindset that a trans woman can, um, or even like a trans man, like they can't live a life of the gender in which they're transitioning to. They can't experience that life because they're always going to be known or always going to be like affected by their transition. And like, I understand that like, um, you know, there is like a lot of uh, things that come with being trans and obviously um, it's really important to like, you know, be vocal about your transition or be vocal about 
uh, you being who you are because it can inspire others. But so yeah, some people just want to live a life. Some people just want to work. I don't know. Like, like go to school, get a job and just live their life working. Like not everyone wants to be an advocate and not everyone wants to kind of like, you know, like talk about these disparities that trans people have. Sometimes people just want to exist and they're uncomfortable with how they're living and they want to change themselves and they do so for their happiness. And it could just be that. And people just want to like leave it there because maybe bringing it up is tra- traumatic to them. Maybe bringing or talking about the transition is hard for them. And it's just annoying because like there's so much pressure in like this idea of like, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. Like everyone needs to know you're trans. And like even to the point where like when I'm at work, like I currently am with that weird feeling of like, am I lying to everyone now? Because like I haven't told anyone at my current job that I'm trans. Am I sitting here? Am I lying to people? And it kind of, when you when we talk about being stealth, it has this implication that if you're not out, then you're lying to the world. And I just, it's annoying that that's a, even a thing. Like, I just wish that people would stop putting so much focus and attention on people's transitions and let everyone experience their transition differently. If someone wants to just be able to like go into like a bar and not have to like explain like, hey, the entire bar, hello, I'm trans, like, then that's okay. Like, I don't know, it just, it just is frustrating knowing that there's this forced idea that we need to be vocal, we need to be visible. When, like, my whole purpose of transitioning was I was really uncomfortable with my body, I wanted to transition because I just didn't feel like I was who I was raised to be. I just, there was this discomfort, this dysphoria that came about my transition or my about my identity that I needed to transition for it. And I would have never guessed like five years ago that once I did transition, I would be having a podcast talking about it because I, I would I thought that I just wanted to kind of live my life as me and not have to talk about it and not have to think about it. I just wanted to do all this stuff. And so I always hate the idea that there's so much pressure that someone has to kind of be visible, be vocal all the time. Like, let people live. Goddamn. Yeah. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I genuinely don't feel like it's anybody's business if you're trans or not, unless you are with somebody that you plan to be intimate with. I feel like that is the only person that should know that you're trans. Otherwise, I really don't think you have a, a need to tell anybody. It's not anybody else's right to know the history of your gender identity or anything like that. I think if you identify a certain way and you live your life that way and there are people around you, they don't have a right to know. Like who cares? They, they'll see you for the person that you are. You don't have an obligation to tell them anything. You're not lying because the fact that you're trans has nothing to do with the relationships that you're building with these people. Like I, I just, I don't think anybody needs to really know definitely not and yeah like you said i definitely if there's like a relationship you're going into i think it's really good to be transparent about something like that but i don't know there there needs to be this time there needs to be we need to live in a world where it's not a game changer whether someone's trans or not i want people to just be able to exist and no one cares but i think the problem we exist is that everyone wants to get Everyone wants to get to that point in life where no one cares about our identities, that we're so hyper fixated on our identities, if that makes any sense. Like everyone is so fucking focused on like how we want to identify or like how everyone identifies and everyone's super progressive, which is a good thing about like how we need to like have inclusivity and stuff like that because we want the world to be in an equal place. But it's like really hard to do that when we're demanding everyone to be a certain way and um yeah there's just too much focus on it but um with that being said um i definitely want to move to another topic that's going to make us equally as angry (laughs) i want to talk about the dumbass gun girl from ken state and um i have a lot of opinions on this um and i know that you have a lot of opinions on this um, but if you guys don't know, uh, this 
girl. Her name is, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> her name her is Gun Girl. That's, that's her name's it. Gun Girl. Yeah, that's what she's the Gun Girl. Um, if, I mean, if you guys know who the Gun Girl is, uh, go block her on Twitter. Just, just block her on Twitter. Just do it right now. But um, yeah, she's been going around Twitter because um, she has this video uh, or this YouTube channel where she kind of like goes around school campuses and just. I'm so sorry. I, my I, cat just fucking jumped on my <laughs> I love it Jordan. I love Jordan. Of course it is. She's a psychopath. <laughs> She's the crackhead. So of course it is. I can't wait to meet her. Oh my God. Said, I fucking hate gun girl. I'm going to jump on the computer. That's how yeah. Fuck gun girl. But anyway, she has this YouTube channel where she goes and she just like, it's just so weird what she's trying to do. She's trying to like catch people, like college students in like this weird, almost like backhanded, like psychological, I don't know. She's trying to catch people and like, a, ha, like I got you. But like, but it just never comes off that way. She just comes off as being like really stupid. So she's been going around this one video that went viral uh, she's been going around asking people in college like how they would feel about um, adding like tampons and pads in men's restrooms and how they would feel about adding urinals in men's or in women's restrooms, which it, I have a lot of opinions on that. I and I'm sure too. you do too. But yeah, so it's been like an interesting video going around where she's like asking them how they feel about like these things and a lot of the students are just like i don't really i don't fucking care like it doesn't affect me and then she's like that's not weird that's not weird that there's tampons and pads in men's restrooms that's not weird to you and it's like you're on a college campus like there's a lot of diversity here like it's not really that weird and she's like oh my god that's not weird and like she's like trying to catch them and like this like weird i don't i don't even know what the fuck she's trying to do but she just comes off as so like arrogant and just so stupid and i know you have a lot more probably to say about that but yeah so she approaches a lot of college guys and is basically like how do you feel about trans women like being in the bathroom like expecting them to give her an answer of like fuck the trannies i hate them or something but all the guys are like i don't really care like it somebody wants to do that it's none of my business like i just it's just a bathroom like do whatever you want to do and like the fact that people are not giving her the answer that she wants makes her so angry and it's so obvious because like you can tell because she keeps following up she's like so you don't think that's weird you don't think they need like medical treatment or blah 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 and they're like no and like you can just tell that it's fucking pissing her off that she's getting basically i don't i don't, honestly don't know if she thinks that she looks like she's winning the argument and all of these videos that she's making because she does these videos not even only about trans topics but i guess she has a whole youtube channel about it and like in every single one she's just getting owned and like dragged by people basically and like how delusional do you have to be to think that you are winning an argument when you're literally getting dragged by an entire college campus i just don't understand plus like i don't know where she got the whole urinals in a woman's bathroom thing but find one trans woman out there who would be comfortable using a urinal in a woman's bathroom it makes sense. i don't think you will find one in the entire universe that is comfortable doing that so i don't know what exactly that argument is and i'm a little confused she's just so fucking annoying i yeah i don't know what her i think the conversation that needs to be had is adding tampons and pads to in women's restrooms. I mean, in men's restrooms for trans uh, men, because you know some of them, if not like a lot of them, uh, do still menstruate, um, and that's a perfectly fine thing I think to have. It's very inclusive to have, and it's amazing to have. But it's weird that there's this like transphobia that exists with trans women that they need to include them in this conversation when no one, no trans woman is asking for urinals in, um, in win, women's restrooms, because um, if a trans woman does decide to pee standing up, which barely is very unlikely. I mean, I don't pee standing up. I don't think I've ever met another trans woman who pees standing up, but if they do decide to do it, they can still do that in a stall. 
closing the door. So there's not a conversation that needs to be had about urinals in women's restrooms. That's just something that's being said for shock value for to have people's opinion on it to be really intense and really aggressive to make people feel uncomfortable about the idea of trans women in in restroom. I don't know. It's just that question is specifically set up by her to make people have a reaction towards trans people and it's fucking disgusting and it it pisses me off because the conversation that needs to be had genuinely is tad or tampons and pads oh my god i can't speak but like adding in men's restrooms because that's what you know there's been a lot of push for there's been a lot of push to add that because there are men that menstruate just plain and simple and like that's fine but like, yeah, she's trying to like be this like Steven Crowder type person where like goes on the street and like tries to like catch people in like this weird, like, I don't know, fucked up thing that she's trying to like manipulate mind like people. I don't know. It's so weird. I don't understand her like twisted way of thinking. But yeah, like it's just frustrating to know that like. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of tweets where people are like, man, I like, please come to my campus. Please come (laughs) to my campus. I like, and to be honest, I kind of want that to happen too. And it's just funny because there's like this rumor going around that she shit herself at a party. It's not a rumor. It's not a rumor. It's fact. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. She shit herself at a party. And um, so it's just funny because like the clips that you don't see that are like other people have recorded like the behind the scenes or when people are going up to her being like, yeah, Hey, like I'll answer your question. And then they'll just like turn it into like, so like, how was it when you shit, you shat yourself at that party? And then it's just so funny because like, how do you, you really can't address idiot, like ocracy. You can't address stupid people with, unless you have like a, a fucking ridiculous ass response. Cause they'll never see your side and they're not willing never. to see your side. And so, like, they're, like, this just the idea of her shitting herself is just so funny. Do you watch Jubilee, the channel Jubilee, on YouTube? I, I do, actually. Okay. So, I've been, like, obsessed with that channel recently. And I've been trying my very hardest. I've been watching, like, feminists versus men's rights activists, like, Trump supporters versus immigrants and, like, those type of dialogues. Just trying my very hardest to see if I can somewhat agree or see where the other side is coming from in video after video after video it never never fails to prove that talking to people with that mindset are it's literally like talking to a brick wall and like i constantly hear from that side of the spectrum that oh people that are more liberal just cannot have an, a conversation like the first thing that they do is get angry and scream and yell and that might be true for some people But at the same time, like I've seen over and over and over again with dozens of people on these channels, like debate channels, like they are incapable of thinking outside of their normal realm of thinking. Like they just cannot step outside of themselves for one second to understand where the other person is coming from. And I just think it's so hypocritical to say that the other side can't hold a conversation when you clearly are not able to just listen to somebody with a different opinion than you. It always has to be, this is this, this is this. And like, it's always backed on some ancient fucking, I don't know, like the either it's the Bible or it's like the scientific notion of fucking chromosomes like i don't fucking if somebody talks to me about chromosomes i will punch you in the face i don't fucking care about chromosomes i really don't like i just don't understand it just always goes back to those basic basic principles like there's only two genders you might be trans but you still have xx chromosomes you have xy chromosomes so you're really a man the gender roles are not made up they're natural like stuff like that like you cannot have a conversation with anybody about that if they've already made up their mind and it's annoying and I see it over and over and over again. It is crazy. Like, like when you, when you watch those like interviews, because it's always against like a marginalized group that's like talking and they're passionate about how they're speaking because it affects their lives and who they are. And then they're just trying to convince these like people who are more conservative, trying to convince them 
Like, listen to me. Like, I'm, I, I exist and, you know, these things affect me. I'm passionate about it because these things affect me like personally. And I just, I want to be accepted. I want to be included. I want to have a chance at a better life. And the conservatives or the, like the, a lot of those like conversations, I feel like often result in like the conservative people just hating things just because they've just always were taught to hate it. And like, they're against it because it's just like this old, old, old mindset and it's like it has nothing to do with them. It affects them in no way, shape, or form. But they just have this strong hatred. And these other people um, are just like just trying to explain like why they like why they should be treated like human beings. And it is crazy to just I always hate seeing those because like it would be so difficult for me to just sit down and have a conversation with someone because like they're just unwilling to like listen. They're unwilling to like really educate themselves and want to learn and want to accept it because like a lot of it comes down to like religion and stuff and um and you can't change and like like if something if someone is like ideology like ideologically inclined of like a viewpoint, they're gonna stay that way because they think it's like this moral high ground. Like in the end, like this is all that matters. And like, this is the true, per- like this is the true meaning of how things should be. And it's like really difficult to kind of persuade someone like that to kind of be more accepting. But it always is a conversation against someone's well-being, someone who is f- affected by this in like in a society's like viewpoint versus someone just not liking it because they don't like it. I don't think there's ever a conversation that attacks like a conservative point of view that necessarily affects them. You know, you have a lot of conversations about gun control that doesn't really affect someone who's conservative. Like you do, you don't really need guns. It's not an idea. Like there's not like, I don't know, like I can't explain it. Like other than like, you don't really, you don't, you don't need that. How does that affect who you are? It doesn't, none of their arguments are things that affect them. Like the fact that somebody decides to use the bathroom, how does that affect you? Do you have a gun? How does not having a gun, if gun control came into effect, affect you? Like, it's nothing. Like, do you have a period? Like, how does period tax affect you? Like, it doesn't affect them. And I don't, that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, just fucking mind your business. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah. So it's always difficult. Like, when I see like videos of like Kate, sorry, gun girl, (laughs) when I see videos of like her and just like, thinking she's just the smartest person in the world, having this like smugness. I, I think I can just keep making up words in this podcast, this like smug attitudes, like, like, or this smug, like feeling towards herself. Like just, she just comes off this way. Like I'm, I'm better than everyone around me. And it's just, when I look at that, it's just, I feel so, almost, I feel bad for her. It's just really a sad way of like living, knowing that like your whole identity, your whole reason of you doing all this is just to upset people. It's just to make people feel lesser than what they are and how they, how they feel. And like, that's just so sad, like to live a life where like your whole purpose is to just make people like upset. Like why? I don't know. Yeah. And I, I pride myself on being able, like I do have a stance. I have a firm stance in what I believe in, but at the same time, I I have the ability to listen to what other people are saying if they don't agree with me. That doesn't mean that I'm going to switch. I'm not like trying to persuade them into thinking how I'm thinking. I I just genuinely like to hear other people's point of views. And sometimes it makes me angry. And sometimes it ends up working out and we come to an agreement. But I feel like I just wish that more people were able to do that. And I feel like in this podcast, we even do a good job of doing that because, like, we've talked about pretty controversial things on here and, like, controversial figures in the trans community and have talked about stuff that I feel like a lot of people might see as being against the grain in terms of being a trans person. But I think it's important to discuss different sides because, yes, you might have your side and your perspective of a story, but there's so many other perspectives that somebody can have. So the least you could do is like, guess you might not agree, but just listen. Don't get all pissed off and angry. Like the second that you hear something, because if you just listen, it might turn out to be a different story and you can't like judge something unless you fully 
put yourself in the mindset to understand what they're saying. But that's impossible to do with Gun Girl because she's just so fucking stupid. So that's just a completely different story. Oh, no. <laughs> Did something happen? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm, I was saying, like, it's just really annoying um, just being able just seeing her all over my Twitter uh, just being just upsetting me all over my TikTok because everyone's making fun of her. And it's just been, it's just really frustrating seeing her everywhere. Like, I just hate it. Like, and I just want this week to end. It's just been a really uh, annoying week. But yeah, so I think with that being said, um, before the show, before we wrap up, I do want to talk a little bit about um, the circle. And I want to just say, because we talked about it last week for a long ass time. I just want to say that Sammy was robbed and Joey shouldn't have won. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I like Joey. I do. But Queen Sammy, like she was voted fan favorite. Like she was real the whole time. How the fuck did she get third? Like she got robbed. You said it. She's robbed. <laughs> the fans know that Queen Sammy is the true winner of the circle. And that's fine. Yeah, she won fan favorite. If Shuby would have won, I would have been equally as fine because he did win. Yeah, he deserved like, it. Yeah, I think he genuinely deserved it. He was like a good guy. But I don't know. I wish there was like a tie because Sammy, she's just iconic. Just everything that she says, everything she does, like she just, I don't know. She just made me so happy. Like I knew I was going to like her too right off like the bat when she attacked, uh, what was her name? Was it Elena? Yeah. Uh, just she like attacked her right off the bat, like skinny, like like skinny queens group, and like I know people say that as a joke, like skinny queen, but like she was just upset by it, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like her because she's gonna she's just gonna stand up for what she believes in, and like I just and I think that just proved to be true, and obviously everyone, she has the most followers on Instagram out of the rest of them. She won fan favorite, so people def- definitely have like grown in strong love for her. So yeah, I'm really happy um, that she did win fan favorite. But Joey definitely, <laughs> I love Joey. He's a good. I think he's a good guy. Um, but I don't know. I'm not a. I don't think he should have won. I feel like he played the game really well. Um, yeah. I think he made more strategic moves than anybody else did. But it's just hard to like root for him, considering literally every single other person was playing based off of the relationships that they built, and like he's. I don't know if he's in a relationship with Miranda, but they made out and like had a really strong connection and he sent her home. And the same thing with Sean, like he was there for her after she showed what she really looked like. And then he fucking kicked her off right after that too. So like that kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. But like I said, I still, I like him. I just, I don't know if he deserved to win the whole thing. Yeah, he is. Um, He's definitely um, an interesting character. I would say, um, it was funny because, like, at the I feel like like the last like episode, um, whenever they were like announcing the winners and stuff, like when they brought up Miranda, it was almost kind of uncomfortable because I'm I'm don't know if they have contained a relationship. She seemed like she wouldn't want to, but it looked like from him. I mean, this is all just me speculating, but it just looked like he just didn't want anything to do with her. He was just like, Honestly, oh my god, I got that vibe too. <laughs> but yeah, so I think with that being said. Uh, thank also, you guys watch for... out for me on season two. Oh yeah, um, Gage is gonna apply. I'm gonna make sure she applies. If she can bring a second person with her, I'll make sure she brings me. <laughs> but I mean, if she wants to go by herself, I guess that's okay. No, you can be my Tammy. <laughs> yeah, <I'm... laughs> ew. Don't say that. Fucking Tammy was the worst. Why the fuck was she even on that season? She didn't do anything. Sorry. Did. Okay. <laughs> But thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate having you, you know, obviously check out our show and enjoy it. Um, I don't normally say this, but uh, if you guys could or ask for this, but if you guys could, um, please like share our podcast with all of your friends, literally everyone you can post about it on Reddit. I feel like Reddit has is like a really, really cool community and a lot, there's a lot of supporters on there. A lot of people who are willing to like listen to things that people recommend and I've just noticed that we've gotten an influx in like people talking about our show when, um, or people listening to our show when you guys talk about it on Reddit. 
So if you guys, you know, don't mind just sharing it, maybe tweeting it out, putting it on your Instagram, just show show people that you're listening to us. That would be that would be really amazing. We obviously want to grow. We want the show to be amazing. We want it to be as big as it possibly can. And also, I see Gage um, in like a week. Is that what it is? It is? I think I it's think like so. a week. So, well, technically, yeah. I leave. The, I fly out the thirty first. So it's technically like uh, like a little less than two weeks. But we um, have to make a video. Well, we're definitely going to make a video. Just and like our podcast episode together i'm gonna i think i'm gonna cry when i see you so if you see me cry just expect no i will cry <laughs> i've been so emotional lately you can't do that to me we'll we'll both just cry in each other's arms for like the first like 30 <laughs> minutes we see each other that's all right but it's gonna be exciting like full circle we finally get to meet each other and it's also um hopefully maybe i want to get a tattoo we have to get a tattoo no i'm getting a tattoo too so if you're right. down, I'm down. I'm down. I mean, we can get it in somewhere that like we can hide in case we hate each other one day. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll be fun. But thank you guys for listening. And if you want to, um, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, support us, we have an Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at Girlish Podcast, or you can obviously come to our after show uh, that we do every single week um, on our Patreon. It's like a five to 10 minute like little thingy and you can fall or you go to patreon.com slash podcast to listen to that. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.